We're back. Episode 20. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Welcome. It's just really good to have you. Um, if you are new to the Value Vault, my love, gratitude, and welcoming arms has the door open wide open for yourself. And it's it really is a pleasure to have you here. And you know, as always, if you um if you are returning, if you are sharing the show, um, which is growing on a great scale right now, it's it's pretty powerful. I've just got so much love and gratitude for you. Um, so if you are new to the show, anyways, welcome. And you know, the clues in the name, the value vault. What I aim to do within this whole whole show, within everything that I do, my Instagram, anything I feel in life when I speak, it's to give value because I'm passionate about growth. I'm passionate about development and partially because of my journey and my story, um, everything that I've went through, that I've experienced family go through. I feel like I've just learned and understood fairly quickly in life the importance of improving ourselves and how much of an important part that plays in improving the quality of our life ultimately. And on that topic of improving ourselves and improving the quality of our life, really what I want to get into today is the the topic around the suck that comes with change. You know, it's this whole, I feel like what social media can do is really highlight the, the upside of growth, the highlight reel of growth. And there isn't really that much of a light shed onto the the dark side of it, the ugly part of it, the suck part of it. <laughs> and the reason why I feel like I have such a calling to speak about that half of growth and not just how incredible it feels when you do feel like you are improving, you 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 we have operating, it's just elevated itself and you're getting these in your results. The reason why I don't really want to speak about that is because I feel like you already know that because that's commonly what we see. And what we don't usually see is the suck part of it, the ugly part of it. And I feel like the reason why I feel such a calling to share on that is because I just understand fundamentally it's neither good and it's neither bad. It just is. But it's an important thing for us to understand when we are on the journey of improving ourselves and improving the quality of our life. Because as I say, it can be so easy to see everybody on Instagram to share on the highlight rail. But when you don't really feel like you're living your highlights, you feel that you're doing something wrong. You feel like, okay, maybe I'm not actually on the right path because I'm not experiencing that. I'm actually experiencing anxiety right now. I'm actually experiencing fear right now. There's a lot of doubts in my mind. I don't really feel good right now. And that is a part of the journey. It's a part of the process. And all of these people who you might see and you might be putting on this golden pedestal, they experience those things as well. Because if you don't feel those emotions, right, then you aren't even growing. You aren't even changing. You aren't even elevating. Because the reason why it sucks at times when you are changing, when you are growing, is because of the level of discomfort you will feel in that process of changing, in evolving. It can be painful, whether that be mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, in your relationships. Your social self-esteem might drop. Your own self-esteem might drop. 
you know, it can, it can be painful. It can be beautiful and it's totally worth it. But I really want to highlight this to you because I don't want to give you the impression that it's always just a roller coaster. No, it's always just this, this roller coaster going up. It's like a corkscrew. It swindles. <laughs> it has its moments. Now, in specifically to it, you know, I don't really want to just speak about, you know, theory and keep it all philosophy. I really want to help you understand the science of it as well. And I have spoken about this a few times within other episodes. And I think this is why it's such a blessing for me when I am feeling those feelings of discomfort, because I have awareness, I have understanding. I've just done a 30 minute live on Instagram, which was supposed to be a 10 minute live telling them what I'm about to speak on the podcast. And I feel like I've just delivered the podcast on that Instagram live, um, which is Bailey underscore Hogwood. If you don't have me on Instagram, check me out on there. I'm always posting. Now, within that, you know, if we just have this basic and firm understanding, which, you know, faith, which is just the the positive anticipation and expectation of a future event, um, faith backed by understanding, right, equals freedom. That's the key to freedom. Faith based on understanding is the key to freedom. That's a quote which I've heard many people say before. And the reason why I do feel like that is one of the most powerful quotes and one of the most powerful things that we can come to understand it's because when we have this understanding of who we are, how we work, how we operate, why certain things happen the way that they do, you know, in, in terms of this particular, you know, topic, you know, the, the pain and the discomfort of growth, if we have an understanding as to why we're feeling those things, then we don't really feel the fear. We don't really feel the doubt for long periods of time, which comes from ignorance, comes from the lack of knowledge. If we just simply understand that, okay, well, the reason I'm feeling anxious right now is one, because I'm in the unknown. I'm in the unknown. And all anxiousness is, it's your fight or flight stimuli, stimuli kicking in. Your heart rate's increasing. Your blood level's rising. Your adrenaline level's rising, right? You're a little bit more hypervigilant. You're hyper-focused, right? Because you're on alert. That you, It's your fight or flight response, right? That is your sympathetic nervous system fully booted in online, which has got you in survival mode, which... If you didn't have that, then that would be a problem. If you didn't feel anxiety, that is a problem. There's a part of you which is actually broken because you should feel it if you are in the unknown. Now, the reason why it triggers when we're in the unknown, it stems from the homo sapien times, the caveman times, when that feeling of anxiety, when you are in the unknown, which is you doing something you've never done, right? Or being somewhere you've never been, that response, that feeling is what allowed us to survive in those times because it keeps you more alert, right? You, you, you're firing on all cylinders. That is designed to keep you safe, and it did. It's what allowed us to keep us safe in those times when it was kill or be killed, it was survival of the fittest. We had to have that as a response, and whenever we entered an unknown environment, whether that be a Kiev, whether that be an unknown bit of territory, right, that literally could have been death around the corner lurking and because of that because we knew because we knew that we were literally physically in potential danger that response would kick in and that's what would allow our reflexes to improve our ability to run to improve our stamina to improve our strength to improve our awareness to improve and that is what I, is that that is what allowed us to adapt to the danger in the environment to ultimately survive. Now, what's happened over time 
is we aren't really fighting the saber-toothed tigers or tribes. You know, it isn't kill or be killed. However, what that sort of clothed and molded itself into over time is starting a business, starting the gym, asking for that promotion, having that conversation, asking that girl out, asking that boy out. It's, it's, it's the unknown. It's something you've never done before. You're in an environment you've never been in. You're doing something you've never done. And because of that, your brain over time, the limbic part of the brain is being able to formulate its program of being able to identify what's safe and what's unsafe by associating things, associating safety with the known and the familiar. Because if you were in the caveman times, if you were in your tribe, around your people, in your village, that was the known, that was familiar. You knew what was around the corners and stuff. You knew those grounds. Then that was associated with safety to the brain because it knows where it's at. It feels like it can control where it's at. It knows the environment. It's been here before. That equals safety. So safety to the brain is what's known and familiar. Unsafety to the brain, danger to the brain, is associated with the unknown and the unfamiliar because you didn't know what was in that environment. You didn't know if there was traps. You didn't know if there was bushes with something hiding into it. You know if there was somebody in that hut. You didn't know the environment. And your brain in that moment would identify that unknown environment as potential danger, which would then trigger your sympathetic response, which is your fight or flight, which then in that moment would mean your heart rate would increase, your breathing levels, your respiratory levels, they would increase, your blood levels, they would rise. Adrenaline, that rises, because that's what 10x is your action, Right. Your pupils would dilate, you become far more alert, right? Far more reactive to the environment, which was necessary for survival. And you'd also lose your hunger. Because in that moment, your body knows this isn't a time, this isn't a time just to sit down and eat and chill out and relax. It's the time to either run, to fight, or to hide. We have to survive. So the brain in those moments begun began to identify the unknown and the unfamiliar is danger. Now, this is why I like to tell people, embrace the suck. You will feel anxiety. You will feel doubt. You will feel stress. You will feel fear. You will feel those feelings when you decide to push your limits. You begin to leave your boundaries. You begin to change your paradigm. You begin to change your way of operating, your way of thinking, your way of feeling, your way of acting. Because in order for you to achieve something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done, which means you've got to put yourself into the unknown. It's the only place you can create something new. You can't create something new by doing the same old shit you've been doing. It's never going to happen. That's insanity. You can't keep doing what you were doing and expect something different to come from what you were doing. So in order for those things to change, you've got to change. We've got to change. And that then means we have to leave what we know. We have to leave what we're familiar with. We have to leave those things behind. We can't keep doing those things and seeing those people form in the same way and expect something new to come from it. We've got to leave what's known. We've got to leave what's familiar. We've got to leave the town. We've got to leave the village. 
we've got to leave it. We've got to leave the tribe. And we've got to expand. We've got to explore. We've got to create. We've got to experience because those things are the prerequisite of getting something new. And every time you take that new action, every time you step into the unknown, every time you think the positive thought, you feel the positive emotion, you take the positive action, that is you making deposits into that future. But in that process, you're not always going to feel anxiety. You're not always going to feel fear. You're not always going to feel doubt, but you will feel them. Because in those moments, your limbic part of the brain is like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Why are you leaving the tribe? Why are you leaving the village? Why, why are you not doing the old things? Why, 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 why are you changing what are you doing? And the brain doesn't understand that, oh, it's because he's changing his life. He wants to improve his life. Okay, we'll not fear his feelings anymore. We want to actually help him move forward. That's not how the brain operates. The brain's primary responsibility is to keep you and I safe. And it does so by keeping us in the known and the familiar environment. It doesn't associate safety with something which is good for us. It doesn't. If it did, and its primary responsibility is keeping us safe, then there wouldn't be drug overdoses going on. There wouldn't be a drug epidemic going on. There wouldn't be a mental health crisis going on. There wouldn't be borderline wars going on. That wouldn't be happening. People wouldn't be eating themselves into a diabetic hellhole. There wouldn't be an over, there wouldn't be an obese crisis. Those things wouldn't happen if that's how the brain associated safety by doing things which is healthy and associating things which was dangerous by things which was unhealthy and unsafe. If that's how it operated, we wouldn't have these epidemics going on. Everybody would be thriving. Everybody would be prosperous. Everybody would be wealthy. Well-being would be through the roof. That's not how it works. It associates safety, what's known and what's familiar, not by what's healthy and unhealthy. So even though you might be doing something which is to improve the quality of your life, and you know that if you do this thing time and time again, over time, your life will improve, whether that be going to the gym, whether that be starting the diet, whether that be having that difficult conversation, whether that be starting that business or investing that money, whatever it is, whether that's cutting out the drugs, cutting out the alcohol, cutting out the cigarettes, whatever it is, even though you know that by doing those things consistently enough, you will improve the quality of your life, your brain doesn't operate that way. It sees you leaving the norm leaving your routine, leaving your habits and environment behind in order to explore and achieve the new things, it associates that transition with danger because it doesn't know the environment. So it feels like I can't really control and protect. So what does it do? Well, it wants you to be safe. So how can it keep you safe? Well, it needs you alert. Well, how do we keep you alert? Well, fuck it, trigger the sympathetic nervous system. Trigger the fight or flight response. We need you to be alert. We need you to be active. We need you to be reactive. We need you to be able to avoid the, the potential dangers. So that's why you'll fail the failings because it's your brain trying to protect you. But when we have this understanding, we will then be able to know and understand and reaffirm and reassure ourselves. I don't need to fail this. Thank you. Thank you for alerting me to this, but I'm good. I'm good. And the more that we learn about how to do this new thing that we're doing, the more we stick around in that unknown environment, guess what's going to happen? We're going to gain 
more familiar familiarity with that way of operating with this new environment. It's just like starting a job for the first time. The first couple of weeks, it might be weird. Give it a couple of months, it feels normal. First time driving a car, feels weird and uncomfortable the first couple of times. Give it a couple of weeks, a couple of months, it'll feel normal. The process of transitioning from the old self to the new self, it has a scientific term of it, and it's called cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance, it's very, very simple. It might sound like a big word. It's very, very simple. Cognitive dissonance, essentially, is just when the brain is a little bit confused because you're choosing to fire new cells of action, whether that be through thought, feeling, or action. You're firing off a new order, a new instruction that you've never really done before, and the brain's a little bit confused. Let me give you an example. And if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, I don't care where you are. If you're driving, pull over, please. I need you to do this exercise for you to really understand what the journey is going to be like. Okay. So what I'm going to need you to do is just cross your arms right now. Just cross your arms. Okay. Cross your arms. Now, observation number one, you probably didn't really need to think about how you were going to cross your arms. You just probably crossed them. You didn't really need to give yourself the conscious instruction. I need to take my right hand. I need to lift up my left armpit. I need to put my right hand under my left armpit. I need to take my left hand and put it underneath and over my right arm and underneath my right armpit. You probably didn't need to give yourself that level of instruction. You probably just did it by default. Okay, cross my arms. There we go. That's what I do. Second observation that that would probably feel comfortable right now the way that your arms are. Probably feels comfortable. It probably just feels normal. It just feels right. It just feels like that should be there. Now, that is an action. That is an action that you've done over and over and over again. You form the neuroplasticity in the brain, which essentially then means that giving yourself the instruction to cross your arms and crossing them that way feels normal, it feels comfortable, and it just feels right. Okay? Now, I want that to be a metaphor or a personification of the way that you have been doing life up until this point. The way you've been thinking, the way you've been feeling, the way you've been acting. And ultimately, those three, commonly known to, known as, or referred to as our personality. An important foundational truth and understanding is that our personality, your personality, creates and is creating and will continue to create your personal reality. So your personality creates your personal reality, and your personality is summed up of how you think, act, and feel. That represents the way that you are crossing your arms right now. But let's just allow for this example to demonstrate the results that you don't really want, a part of yourself that you don't really want to continue experiencing or demonstrating. When you want those things to change, when you want the result in your life to change, when you want your reality to change, you've got to change, which means... You've got to cross your arms the other way. So right now, just cross your arms the opposite way than how you would normally cross them. <laughs> Observation number one, you probably need to think about this a hell of a lot more than what you did the first time around, right? It takes a lot more mental thought, doesn't it? It takes a lot more conscious thought and instruction to actually cross your arms the other way. 
you actually need to think about where to put your hand and how to do it. If you're even able to do it, I've done this so many times with so many people, you're probably not even able to do it, right? Now, the second observation is that probably feels a lot more uncomfortable than what it does the first time around, the normal way around, the natural way. Probably feels a lot more uncomfortable. Like it just doesn't even belong there. It just feels wrong, right? And it doesn't feel like it's ever going to feel right crossing it that way. Now, I want that to represent you doing something you've never done. I want that to represent you employing the positive thoughts, feelings, and actions in order to require, uh, in order to manifest and achieve the the new result. Now, that terminology, crossing your arms the other way, it's called cognitive dissonance. It's where you just do things the reverse way than you've been doing them. You just do things differently than where you've been doing them. The only reason why it feels comfortable for you to cross your arms the way that you naturally cross them is because you've done it over and over again. You've done it over and over again. Tell a baby to cross its arms, it will look at you, it will look at you puzzled like what because it's never done it at all it doesn't even have a reference point of how to cross an arm it's never done it it's like well, there what if it can even understand your words right but the only reason why it feels comfortable for you crossing your arms that way is because you've crossed them that way time and time again and that's why it feels normal it's why it feels comfortable but let's say that is you behaving in a way which is unhealthy it's not really beneficial it isn't really helping you serve your highest potential right? It isn't really getting you the results that you want. That's not a say that just because it feels comfortable for you crossing your arms that way, that it's comfortable for me to cross my arms that way, or anybody else to cross their arms that way. That isn't a universal feeling of discomfort. What you find uncomfortable, I might actually find comfortable. What you find comfortable, I might find uncomfortable. The way that you cross your arms and feel comfort, I might think, how the hell are you doing that? That is so uncomfortable for me if I do it that way. Well, here's the thing. The message and the meaning behind that is choosing to improve yourself, thus improving the quality of your life, even though it might be uncomfortable at the beginning, and it probably will be, and throughout it, because you'll always be growing and you'll always be expanding because that's what spirit's for. That's when we feel our happiest. Happiness equals progression. Progress equals happiness, right? Now, that's not to say that you're always going to feel that way about doing that thing. If you cross your arms the other way every day for the next 90 days, then it will eventually start to feel normal and it will then begin to feel comfortable because what you are in actuality doing is forming the neuroplasticity required and the amount required to make that action be more comfortable. And that action to require less conscious thought of doing. Commonly known as, you will make it a habit of doing the thing. You will make it an unconscious part of your way of operating because consciously you've applied it, you've told yourself how to do it, over and over and over again, you've embraced the suck over and over and over again to the point where it's comfortable, to the point where it's normal. So embrace it, embrace the suck. It's a part of the journey. Just because you're feeling anxious, just because you're feeling doubt and worry and fear, you're not broken. You're working. That is, and that is a sign that you are working. But it's also probably a sign as you probably are just push yourself out of your comfort zone. But if you align your feelings and in those moments when you do feel those feelings, this is a little practical tool set for you to actually carry away with yourself. Is that understand this one true, simple truth. It's that our feelings are nothing but a guide of the vibration that we are in. 
because a feeling is a commonly uh, all a feeling is all a feeling is is a word that we use to describe the vibration that we are in we're either in a positive vibration which is we feel good or in a negative vibration we feel bad that's all a feeling is it's the awareness of the vibration that we are in and it is the thoughts that we are thinking fundamentally which dictates the vibration that we are in so if we are in an X-type vibration, which is a negative. We're not feeling good, right? It means because we will be thinking X-type thoughts, negative thoughts. Probably because we're taking Y-type actions, which is a positive action. But it's something which we've never done before, right? It's weighted to the body. It's crossing your arm to the way, right? That's the Y-type action. It's crossing your arm to the way. Now, in those moments when we are going around and changing the quality of our life, I feel like a person of true understanding will significantly decrease the length of time they will be in the X-type vibration. The less amount of time they will fail the anxiety, they'll fail the stress, they'll fail the fear, they'll fail the doubt and the worry. Because they understand that I'm failing because I'm doing this thing, but I'm also understanding that I can only attract what I'm in harmony with. So in that moment, allow your feelings to be the guide that they are and then trace it back up to, okay, well, what am I actually thinking of right now? And what you will find is you are thinking a thought, telling yourself a story, either about yourself, about your life, about a future event or a past event, which doesn't really make you feel good. Isn't really what you want. So Esther and Jerry Hicks talked about this in the law of attraction, powerful, powerful thing, which has helped change my life tremendously. It's that, okay, great. This is what I don't want. I'm feeling a bit anxious. Feeling a bit fearful, feeling a bit stressed. Okay, this is what I don't want because we've traced it back up to the thought. What do I want? Flip the script. Tell yourself the new story. Back it up with the aligned action. And eventually, because cells are fired together, wired together, the more you think that thought and take the aligned action, the more you're going to gel to it, the more you're going to fuse with it. And then in that moment, because you'll be thinking the Y-type thoughts and because you'll be taking the Y-type actions, eventually it's going to become a part of your identity. And when it becomes a part of your identity, it becomes a part of what you do. Thus, meaning that when you then come to do that thing, you don't need to think about how to do it, just like the way you cross your arms and it doesn't feel uncomfortable doing that thing. Because it's a part of who you are. It's a part of what you've done. You've went through the calibration period, the integration period. What we want to aim and aspire to achieve is automaticity, which is consciously going about, crossing our arms the other way, doing that wide type action, doing that thing which is going to benefit us to the point through repetition, it becomes automatic, which is essentially when the brain has formed the amount of neuroplasticity needed to then just take control over that thing really without you needing to consciously do it because all you need to do is think the thought and boom, you do the thing. Just like I see across your arms and you cross your arms, you do the thing. That is where you will get to in improving the quality of your life because you'll have made it automatic, because you went through the integration and the calibration process, you've embraced the suck. You understand it's a part of the it's a part of the process. It's a part of it. Embrace it. Because in those moments, you're going to be met with the higher version of yourself and get excited. Get excited. 
get excited and just think, boy, boy, what type of person am I going to bring to the surface to get me through this shit? And get excited because there's a next level version of yourself that's on the other side of this adversity. And any adversity that you come through, there is a higher version of yourself on the other side of it. So whatever you were going through right now, whatever you will go through, and understand you will go through shit, understand it's a part of the process. God always puts you through the necessary things required to get you to the next level. God's always got a plan. God's always working in our favor. Always. Always. So when we adopt that mindset of everything is happening for me, not to me, this is happening for me. And we begin to get curious and excited about and think, Jesus Christ, I don't have any idea how I'm going to do this. I don't have any idea how I'm going to get through this, but I know that I am. I know that I'm guided and I just, I'm for it, for the journey. Let's see what happens. And I really do feel that that is when we'll begin to conquer the journey. That's when we'll start to acquire the victories, the little micro wins, which ultimately compounded and stacked together will year and achieve the monumental victories the monumental wins so i hope you found value in this because i do feel like it's i do feel like it's necessary and i do feel like it is addressing in the elephant in the room that improving the quality of your life can only come through improving the quality of yourself which ultimately can only be done by embracing the suck that comes with it alongside all the beautiful positive emotions that come with it as well I really do feel like when we gain this level of understanding and knowledge, that's when we're really going to be able to make some serious progress. And we're going to be able to maintain the progress. We're not going to fall off the bandwagon. So I hope you found value in it. And if you did, please share it. If you are sharing it, I love you. If you're speaking to this about people, I love you. And if you do feel like somebody needs to hear this, share it with them. If you do feel like you know somebody who is on that path of growth, share it with them. Because we all feel this, but not everybody wants to speak about it. And we might look like all sunshine and rainbows on the inside, on the outside, right? But there will be moments where we do go through some shit because it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the process. And sometimes all we need is just that nice little reminder. Of, hey, it's all right. You got this. Keep going. Remember why you started. Remember why you set out. Embrace this because you're going to learn to love this when you achieve that result. You're going to reflect on it and just be grateful for those moments, Right? Please just embrace it. And if you do feel like, like I mentioned, somebody needs to hear this, share it. Because we live in a society where everybody needs to hear this. Everybody needs to hear it. Everybody needs that reminder at times. Yeah. And just remember, as always, signing this off as we always do. Is this. It's like your mind is the creator. You are the observer. And your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change peace out big love and I'll see you in the next episode